14 minutes before 8 o'clock on this Thursday here at JM and the AMO. With us live via telephone is a candidate for Brooklyn's 5th Judicial District. Uh, Rachel Ruchi Fryer is running for civil court judge in Brooklyn, New York. I'm assuming this is a September election. We'll ask her in a moment. And it includes areas like Borough Park, Kensington, Midwood, Ocean Parkway, and 21 other Brooklyn neighborhoods. If elected, Ruchi Fryer would be the first Hasidic woman judge in New York and the United States. Ruchi Fryer, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be here. Well, this is uh, quite a distinction. I, <laughs> I guess I should have known that there has not been a Hasidic woman judge in this country till this point, huh? Well, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. What is your background, and why are you, with your background, pursuing a judgeship? That is the million-dollar question. <laughs> I've been asked that question so many times. Basically, I always say, if you connect the dots of my story then it's just so understood why I want to do this. But my background is a girl from Borough Park, the Yaakov girl, elementary school, high school, seminary, married a boy that sat and learned, supported him while he was learning in Kolo for the first 10 years. And I did this while being a legal secretary. So my school gave a course in legal stenography, and I became a legal secretary. And I just loved it. I loved the law. I loved what I was able to do. And um, just little by little, as I was doing more work as a legal secretary, I became a paralegal. And then by the time I turned 30, I said, goodness, I don't want to be a secretary my whole life. And at that point, there were more opportunities for girls to go to college. So I started Toro at the age of 30. I, I was still working. My husband was still learning. Um, I had at that point three children, Baruch Hashem. By the time I finished Toro, which was a six-year journey for me, I had my three daughters. That meant I had six kids. And then I started law school at the age of 36. So it was just like really a slow journey. <laughs> and I really saw incredible siyata deshmai every step of the way. And um, that's really my story. How has your family, and I guess I should ask in your case, because we're so curious, your community, especially the close community around you, how have they reacted to this journey? Very positive. When I did petitioning, when I had to get signatures on my petitions to get on the ballot, so you have, I had to get 1,500 signatures. In Borough Park, we collected over 7,000. So people know me, they know my husband, and people know the work that I've done in the community all these past years. So it's like an incredible, amazing support that I have, Baruch Hashem. Huh. Um, do you think it would, I'm just curious, your observation, obviously being in the community for decades, uh, your observation, would it have been different 10 years ago or 15 years ago? you think the reception or the attitude of people uh, to what you're doing would have been any different? I think so. I think that's a very valid point. I think as time goes on, as time evolves, and we see the opportunities that are available for from people and even for Hasidah, not necessarily just women, but men and women, and we see what amazing um, opportunities there are out there and how we could really make a Kiddush Hashem. My goal always was, I always daven to Hashem, I want to be able to succeed without compromising any of my standards. And we can do that. We live in a great country, in a great era, and we couldn't. People will look at me, they know that I'm obviously very from, and um, I, we get respect for it. Nahum, if you stand up for your principles, you don't compromise your standards, people really respect that. Oh, no need to convince me of that. I'm just w wondering, you know, when, when someone stands out, after all, as we keep pointing out, you'd be the first Hasidic woman in this country. Uh, to, I, don't, I don't even know if a Hasidic woman has run for judgeship. Forget about becoming a judge. I don't know if anybody's ever been involved in the process from, you know, from a similar background to yours. No, 
I, I guess you're right. It also yeah. helps that my uncle just retired. He also Supreme Court judge here in Kings County. So it's been in the family. I've seen my uncle's work. He's been my mentor all these years. His name is Davi Schmidt from Flatbush. Oh, we know Judge Schmidt, sure. Right, Judge Schmidt. So he's been my mentor all these years, even through my undergrad. I spent lots of time in his courtroom. I remember his election, by the way. I miss the bench on the bench. You probably, correct. I remember the whole campaign. That's funny. Yeah. By the way, you're, you're, uh, running on, I mentioned earlier that it's likely a September election. It's September the 13th. September correct. the 13th. The Democratic primary. Right. That's the day that you're going to be uh, on the ballot. Uh, Ruchi Foyer is with us uh, live via telephone. She's running for civil court judge in Brooklyn's fifth judicial district, including Borough Park, Kensington, Midwood, Ocean Parkway, 21 other Brooklyn neighborhoods, and uh, she would be the first Hasidic woman judge in the United States of America, which is pretty cool. All right, some of the things we know about you, you alluded to some of this already. You founded Bederech, that's a GED program for Hasidic young men, to help them get back on the derech. Explain what that means. Okay, so it started out really, when, when I graduated law school, I had made my deal with a Kaddish Baruchum, that if he helps me get through law school without compromising my standards, when his children come to me for help, I will be there. Well, Hashem wasted no time in testing me. So about 2008, I was on my trip to Miron. I go every year for Lag Omer. And I was with another woman from the Park community. And she told me that she was there with her 16-year-old son who had been kicked out of various yeshivas, and he was not Shomer Shabbos anymore. And I was, I was so naive then, Nachum. It was the first time I heard about this. Sure. And I said, what? In our community, kids are going off? I do so much care of, care of Rechokim. I must help you. I, I, I have contacts. We're going to get your son back into yeshiva. I came back to Barapak, and I called her up, and I said, Ruchi Fryer, I want to keep my promise to you. Oh, Ruchi, before we meet, call my friend Gitti, because her son Yankee, and then I called Gitti. She says, call Syrian. And before I knew it, I was calling so many of my friends who were in this plight. But same was, same type I of situation. Actually, yeah, it was really very sad. I met I would what I, what I did differently than other people was I actually met the boys, and at that point they were basically about sixteen years old, and I saw these kids were really hurting. They weren't bad boys; they were just making bad choices. And um, I wanted to really help them. I'd start making kumzitzes for them. I'd get people to come speak with them. I would have Friday nights in my house every night of butter. I'd have sometimes over thirty boys coming. And then I formed a board, and one of our board members was Rabbi Pesach Kron. And he said to me then, Mrs. Fryer, these kids need an education more than anything else. Anybody else could give a speech, anyone else can give a concert, but with your background, help them get an education. And that's when I looked around for a place to give them a chance to get their GED, which is a general equivalency diploma, and also get an associate's college degree and, and actually learn a trade. So I teamed up with the Branson Ort here in Brooklyn on Bay Parkway, and there the student that that college was made for immigrants, Jewish right. immigrants. Correct. So English is your second language there. So I was working with the Hasidic community, where Yiddish is their primary language. So these boys, English was their second language, and it was really so successful that even mainstream guys would call me up. They say, you know, I'm I'm in Colwell, and I I need to you know improve my English skills. I want to learn a trade. So while it started just for the boys that were out of yeshiva, it really opened up to uh, to a, a program for anybody who just wanted to get their high school diploma and learn a trade. And we specialized in courses in accounting, business management, and computers. So um, that was really one of the main focuses of Badera. And then also there was a yeshiva that was forming in Williamsburg that was going to be geared for these type of boys, and I was very instrumental in helping that yeshiva get started. And I'm 
I'm, I'm so proud of these boys. Now come I see them today. They're inviting me to their weddings. They're inviting me to the birth of their babies. They're having, you know, it's just amazing to see what Siata de Shvaya, well, what a person can do. We've seen a lot of focus on the, on the, unfortunately, on the tragic stories that end tragically um, uh, you know, recently. It's good to hear that there's some great success stories out there. Oh, there are. I just have to look for them. I was at a wedding last month in Williamsburg. And the Chassel's mother pulls me aside. She says, Ruchi, my son is one of your success stories. Wow. Not only did he get his GED and his associate's degree, he went, he got his bachelor's, and now he's a, he got accepted to graduate school in social work. Pretty amazing. Um, yes. You're actually an EMT. I actually am now a paramedic. You're now a paramedic. Are, were you one of the people that led the effort to create a, a, an emergency system for women who are, uh, you know, who who call and need emergency help? Yeah, so then this, again, is another uh, a continuation of my story of connecting the dots. It's it's my Askanis work, my advocacy work in the community. So some women called me up about five years ago that they wanted to serve and help other women. Would I help them? I was so taken by their cause. I actually went to meet the Square Rebbe a number of times because Square Rebbe, he started this in Square five years ago. Of women becoming EMTs? Yeah, yeah, and, and serving. They're in, in Square, because it's a closed community, they're actually Hatzalah members themselves there, and it's all under the Rebbe supervision. Wow. So it's very easy to put something through because there's one Rebbe in charge, right. it's basically his town. Barapak is, is diverse. There's so many different Rebbe Well, I would there. assume you had some opposition to all this, I would guess. I like to focus on the support. I'm a very positive-oriented person. I thrive on yeah, positive but, so, but, but but sometimes when we bring up the adversity, it makes your reputation even greater. Um, <laughs> what you've had to overcome, you know? Yeah, I think so. It makes me it makes me stronger in my emotions. It, 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 it also it also it also reminds us how diverse in opinion our community is. <laughs> I know, but actually, I keep saying it's women helping women goes back to Yocheved and Miriam and oh, goes yeah. back and predates any organization that we have here in the United States. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Uh, and how is that doing? Is that effort still a strong one in Brooklyn? Oh, yes, it is. And it, what's interesting is while we started primarily just to deal with emergency childbirth, we're getting calls for all different types of emergencies where people just want a woman. Right. Understood. So, it's, you know, it's, it's just creating another option. That's what we're here for. Understood. Yeah. Uh, Rochi uh, Fryer is with us. She is uh, running on the 13th of September in Brooklyn's 5th Judicial District for Civil Court Judge. You heard correctly. She would be the first Hasidic woman elected to a judgeship in this country. Uh, have others picked up on this story, by the way, outside of Jewish media? Anybody out there fascinated by the fact that you're part of this election process? Uh, I believe so. I mean, I have you know very many, very many contacts and comments on on Facebook and Instagram, and people are really excited. People really, really are. I think it's I think it's an incredible kiddush Hashem Nachem. It really, really is because. People outside the community have this sometimes wrong impression of the Hasidic and ultra-Orthodox community. Sure. And very often it's the people that have gone off who make a lot of noise out there in the world. And I want to make noise from being in, from being on the track, letting people know that we have a great community and that I have a lot of positive support. My husband and my kids are my biggest supporters, my staunchest supporters, my parents and my in-laws. It's it's really wonderful. Do you have any kids who are voting age? 
Sure, I have grandchildren. There you go. So you you already have the inside track. I sure do. And, you know, with with the community support and with some some siyasa deshmaya, I'm telling you, Nachum, it's it's really amazing. You know, I get a lot of chizak from reading, reading, and, and trying to find stories that will give me inspiration. And I get the most inspiration from the story of Sarah Shneira. She was really someone who was, she had opposition. Oh, yes. And people people don't that. even realize what kind of opposition she had from all sides. When I was a Bishakov student, I never realized she had opposition. We were never told about that. That's for sure. And there's a book that was written about her life by her, one of her students, Pearl Benish. It was called Carry Me in Your Heart. Mm-hmm. That book gives me incredible chizuk. And there was one part that, it, that resonated in my mind when Sarah Shneira teaches her students a certain lecture. And she tells them, tell me though, she says, a Jewish daughter has to always wear a dress with two pockets. And in one pocket you carry the pasuk, kokfuda basmelech penima. Your modesty is your badge of pride. Be proud of who you are wherever you go. In the other pocket you carry the pasuk, islasos lahashem, esteyutorasecha. Girls, there'll be a time when you see that things may not be right. And you can make a difference. Stand up and be leaders and people will follow you. And that's how she inspired them and taught them to go to different shtetls in Poland and open up the Yakov School. Right. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Ruchi Fryer, she'll be on the ballot in Brooklyn Civil Court Judge September the 13th. She would be the first Hasidic woman judge in the United States of America. Pleasure meeting you through this venue and, a, and good luck to you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank a pleasure. So uh, Rachel Ruchi Fryer with us here on a Thursday morning broadcast and America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org and of course on the NSN app.